now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another Tuesday edition of Oilers Live as we enter into Oilers preseason games and the 20 fully into the 22-2023 NHL camp season. I've got as my guest uh, tonight, uh, Mr. Dash at Dash in the Park on Twitter. Thanks for coming on, sir. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me as always. As I, uh, always. We'll have you know that this is my 30th episode of Oilers Live. <laughs> I don't even know if I've done 30 episodes, so that's all right. I think you're at like 300, but that Maybe. puts me at like 10% of your episodes, which, you know, there's some kind of record <laughs> for that. I don't know. Yeah, Let me yeah. start with a question for you. What What is it that you like about Dash in the Park that you decide to invite <laughs> yeah, me back 30 times? We don't have, I, I usually save that for um, for the chair at the counselor's office. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Sorry about that. <laughs> welcome, Thanks, buddy. Welcome. Yeah, is mm-hmm. it is it legit thirty episodes? Yeah, legit thirtieth. Yeah. Oh man, I counted up today because I thought it must have been getting up there. I gotta stop on that. That was drugs, eh? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you did well. That's either your, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, drugs. We'll go with that. Oh you, man, you in the Florida GM? Oh, you know what? I just opened Twitter. Rod Peterson good guy you know does a little show on uh you see him at rod peterson he's got a little thing he says i think the um calgary flames are the nhl's number one team interesting (laughs) Hmm. yeah i don't know it's almost like i know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah well we'll get into that are we home at some point we will talk about that maybe not tonight a couple of preseason games in the books, rookie camp in the books, lots of uh, lots of different things, lots to talk about. I think. I mean, there's. I mean, there's lots to talk about, and there's lots not to talk about. I mean, the reality is, is nothing's happened yet, and um, you know, you, you, right now is it's um, unless if you are a hardcore hockey nut like some of us are. Uh, you know, this is kind of the boring part of the season. You don't get to watch Connor McDavid fly down the ice. You don't get to see Leon Dreisaitl. You don't get to see the Nuge. Uh, but you... Um, get you know, to see you, McLeod and Holloway fly down the ice. McLeod and Holloway, yeah. Yeah, and, and so let's, let's talk about this. So rookie camp, as I said in the books, uh, Oilers 3-0 and in rookie camp. Really dominated competition there. Uh, Oilers one and one in preseason. I've always, you know, <laughs> there's there's always a part of me. I love watching the Oilers win, even if it's preseason. But it doesn't it always feel like the team with the best preseason record is the team that's the worst <laughs> in the regular season. I mean, isn't that, isn't that what it translates to? And so I'm always at this like if they lose like last night to the Seattle Kraken in a shutout, there's a part of me that thinks, hey, this is just preseason and. And it really doesn't, you know, who gives a shit what's going on? Um, but I still, I hate seeing the Oilers lose, uh, even if it is. But last night was, um, it was good. Uh, have you had a chance? Did you watch the rookie camp? Did you watch uh, both? I know you were at Raw last night, by the way, which there was a, uh, a scene where they were in the Oilers Hall of Fame room. Pretty cool. I might add, did that make uh, TV? Did that make the uh, oh, live yeah. stream? Nice. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rod Peterson, eat your shorts. Oilers are number one. <laughs> Oilers are number one. If not, mm. if not number one in the league this year, number one franchise, right in our hearts. There in our go. hearts. In our There's hearts. No doubt. Uh, no, okay, no. so let's so talk to answer some- your question. Uh, yeah, I watched highlights from a little bit of rookie camp. Um, my brother was there. He watched uh, some of it live, so he was he was live texting me and telling me uh, how embarrassed he was of the Vancouver Canucks farm system and how our players were dominating. So well, and probably the seemed pretty par too, for the course, imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not just well, the farm system. I mean, the franchise. We raised most of the family, right? That yeah. one got away a little bit. He did. <laughs> Um, so got, yeah, that's right. So that was good. Uh, I, I watched all of the first game, uh, versus the jets, uh, really a lot of things jumped out for me. I think there's a lot of takeaways. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, and then, uh, didn't get to watch last night's game. I've seen a little bit online, but I had a really busy day in my real life as well. So it was a little bit tough to, to get back and see too much, but, um, I got the gist of it through, uh, reading some fantastic summaries on heavyhockey.com. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was actually going to bring that up. So for those of you uh, tuning in, definitely check out heavyhockey.com. The guys have been, uh, really busy putting together, you know, their, um, you know, their view of the game. Uh, and they've done a great job. I think, um, you yeah, know, pretty from accurate. what I've, uh, yeah, from what I've read, I felt, you know, very accurate. And um, here's my take on. Um, it's a good thing we hire people that know their hockey. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's um, here's my take on uh, on rookie camp so far, preseason so far, and what's different this year versus every year. And, and maybe this will spark some conversations because, and um, thanks everybody, by the way, um, I see uh, Peter Griffin there, Canucks of Zero Prospects. <laughs> we know thanks who that fellow is. Uh, Jack Jensen says you need an agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've talked to his agent, Jack, and, and uh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got the contract that his agent uh, put together for him. Uh, We're looking at uh, crossing some T's and dotting some I's as we speak. Yeah, Neil uh, Neil asks if I got my knees wet out here. If if you don't know, I'm based in Halifax. We um, just recently had Hurricane Fiona uh, have a visit here in Halifax. It was bad, but um, certainly they got it really bad in in Cape Breton and in Newfoundland yeah. and certain areas. And uh, you know my. My heart goes out to those folks. There's um, some pretty awful stories. There are some awful stories out here uh, and lots to um, clean up after. But for the most part, you know, a, a couple thousand dollars in property damage, but um, not much more than that. Some down trees, that type of thing. Uh, but just happy to be through it. And um, don't look look forward to the next one because I know they happen out here. Um Thanks, Neil. I meant to say that when we started. It is actually great to see your face, man. We were worried about you, Josh, as well. Tough calls from from right around your area, and I know he said his neighbors still some don't have power, and yep, anybody yeah, can. Got, uh, uh, friends that are still without power, some uh, heaven forbid, without internet, <laughs> still. So they can't even tune in tonight. Which uh, yeah, I'm sure our viewership will be cut that. heavily. That's right. That's right. I, that we're down in the ones right now. Uh, <laughs> Dursa says crazy dash is out there creating Rod Peterson burners. I love that. Um, and uh, Cal- Calvin, uh, you think Patrick Kane will sign with the Oilers. We'll talk about that. Okay. Here's my thanks guys. I just wanted to kind of get to everybody there. 
Um, Neil, I'll talk about this because um, Woodcroft did play Vertanen back to back. You know, here's, yeah, here's the thing. This is, in my mind, and, and we're seeing already some of the changes uh, between Woodcroft and um, Tippett. You know, and, and all these things. And, and you can be critical of Ken Holland. You can be critical of a lot of things. But in a rookie camp, Dash, you put a tweet out earlier that, you know, talked about how many years back the Oilers have, they still have all their first rounders in the system since what year? Uh, they're the only NHL team to have every single one of their last 10 first round picks. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so, so the Oilers are, you know, they're drafting well, they're developing players in the system. This is a, you know, that's how Ken Holland is. I, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge Ken Holland fan. I, he's got some things that drive me nuts, but there's some things about him that, you know, I like, this is one of them. You know, keeping the prospects, developing them, doing the right things there, and then, you know, the the probably the big thing though, you know, is is now we're into the Woodcroft world of the Edmonton Oilers, and and nothing is more apparent than when you get into preseason, and I watch you know two preseason games, and you see utilization, you see the players that he's used, um, you see how he's using them, right, and you start to you start to get a feel for you know, how he develops and how he thinks the game is so much differently in my mind. Like, Woodcroft, to me, um, is at a level that, like, he's just a student of the, he's a student of the craft of coaching. He's a student of of um, everything there is to do in, in this in this development aspect. And, and the way that he's playing these players preseason is really giving us a good look of what's to come. There's nine, what is it, nine preseason games? Is that what it is, or was it eight preseason? Eight. Eight preseason, I think, yeah. Four on the road, four at home. Yeah. Uh, lots of preseason games, and it, the utilization and getting a chance to see, you know, Vertanen back-to-back, I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't big on the Vertanen uh, PTO, but hey, if you're going to have them in the system, you got to have a look. Using him on the on the you know back to back, you know the the way he's using Holloway, Burgo, you know having a look at these guys. I thought you know the unfortunate was last night. You know a couple guys that had shown well in the rookie camp didn't show quite as well last night. But it was great seeing the Oilers play against you know half of an NHL roster last night, um, and these are in you know it was a prospect team. We didn't have, like, our top six was not on there uh, with the exception of uh, Yamamoto, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Holloway, Holloway, look, has been, I mean, he's been outstanding. I mean, this guy, you put him on a line with a couple of uh, of really great forwards, and I think, yeah. you know, to me, he's, he's and it's not unexpected, but... Um, not, but Woodcroft's putting him in a position to be successful and giving him the chance to be successful. And I think he's going to be successful coming out of, out of camp. Pardon me. James says, uh, does Vertanen get cut tomorrow or the next night? Uh, You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) As soon as possible. I think the play of Holloway, um, the, uh, ability of some of the players to like, I think Burgot should see some NHL time this year. I don't think he's necessarily ready to um, make the move. I think he needs some time playing some pro hockey. And mm-hmm. and knowing the way 
Ken Holland is and in in that you know we'll see him go to the AHL and do well. Uh and that's the other side of this is we're seeing some AHL players play that I like I think you know we're going to have a hell of a team this year. Um you know the Oilers should have, they should they should have a um a tremendous team going into uh the AHL year. Um, the goaltending looked good. Fanti, uh, Rodrigue, I thought they looked pretty solid, uh, you know, in the, in the last two games. Um, Skinner looked solid. Look, I, you know, I'm, I had no problem with their game last night, despite losing in a shutout. I just, I thought that they, you know, they played, yeah. you know, they, to their level, to the level that they, you know, should, considering. The one guy that um, was a little bit disappointing for me last night who really showed well in the rookie camp was uh, Warner, Max Warner. He had yeah. um, he was exposed uh, pretty bad last night. I thought um, just didn't look good. You know, it's one bad game, right? And the other guy uh, that um, yeah, and I look, it's it's preseason, but we're getting a look at him. We got to look at him in rookie camp, and I'm curious to get your feeling on it, uh, Broberg. I. Um, I mean, he. The talk is he's you know put on thirteen. What is thirteen pounds of muscle? He's come in with a bigger frame. Uh, I just I, you know I haven't been uh, enamored by his play so far. Somebody mentioned I think in the group chat uh, that Stoffer said um, Stoffer figures he's having trouble adjusting to his frame. I I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, did you have, have you watched him? Do you think there's like is it, is this reason for concern or is it just preseason and forget about it? I think it's preseason and forget about it for sure. Everybody's trying to find their legs to a certain extent, um, especially when you've you know you're playing in a little bit of a new body. Um, I'll never forget when Sam Gagne first put on his twenty pounds when he was told to, and immediately the next season did everything he could to lose fifteen pounds because he just said he just didn't feel like himself. He wasn't as quick, um, you know. And when you don't have the f- flat out speed like a guy when, with with a guy like Sam Gagne, you need those little skills, you need those little board battles and that quickness. And <clears throat> losing that took his edge away. So it takes a bit of time to adjust, I think, is really what it comes down to. Um, I still think his skating looks great. Um, his ability to transport the puck is is pretty phenomenal on our team. I think it's uh, maybe the best we have. Um, although Kulak's been doing a great job of that as well. Uh, and man, I wish Nemo had better puck handling abilities because <laughs> he surprises me how fast he is every, every time I watch him play. I, he's he's just so agile and fast for a like fast not just a good skater like he's fast for a big guy um all that said uh yeah i, I think broberry uh you know he was already built like a greek god and here now he's gonna put on another 13 pounds of muscle so interesting i guess we'll, we'll see how it goes um i would say he's all but guaranteed a spot on the opening day roster just because of our cap situation and the fact that they've got to start him in the big club instead of uh the a if they start him in the yeah, a then i mean that, when they i call think that's up, a, gotta, a given right i mean he's um he's got to do something awful to not be on the opening day roster i think is is the best way to look at it I mean, he's got to get hurt to not be on the opening day roster. That's the only way they've really already got the cap set around it. 
right? Yeah. And then the reason they gave him a cloud, what they gave him was to get within $164 of the cap limit. And that's because they're counting on having Holloway and Broberg in the opening day lineup. Yeah. If they send them down and then call them up, they have to account for their bonuses. So their salary is basically double against the cap. Yep. Broberg's a $1.7 million player if he starts in the A and then gets called up. But if he starts here, he's an $880,000 player. So it's no doubt. The only way he doesn't start is if he gets hurt. But the question is whether Holloway and Broberry gets sent down. I think Demers is going to give Broberry a push. I think uh, he looks pretty good. Um What's great is that we've got NHL players pushing these young guys for their spots, right? Like that's maybe the only benefit Vertanen's really brought with them, to be honest, is that, you know, these young guys are out there skating against a guy who's scored 20 goals in the NHL before, and that's who they're potentially, you know, playing against. I I don't think Vertanen did anything to impress anybody, really. I'd say his, his showing was pretty similar to his integrity, just questionable and shifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, um, I haven't been enamored with uh, Vertanen's play. Nah, just man, yeah. whatever. So, but I, um, you know, you there's some talk about um, uh both from uh, Dursa on Facebook and and uh, some folks on the YouTube. Um, you know, I I I think that's a guy that you know. You, I mean, you talked about it, uh, puck handling maybe, but um, look, you know. The, against the Kraken last night, like um, seeing Larson out there, just made me realize, what, you know what what you're missing, you know when when Larson's out and and having that big guy that can just sort of push folks around and and do, you know I, I watched a little bit of the um, Flames and Kraken tonight. They're, they're playing preseason and and uh, Alexiak's in there and he's just a big body that uh, you know pushes guys around and and. You know, Nima Linen gives that to you. I think he's got, you know, he's got a lot of upside. I think we'll see him playing a lot more games this year um, for sure. And love seeing him come into camp. And, and he looks like he's got a lot more confidence, uh, certainly. You know, he, yeah. of course, he played, you know, a few games last year. And, um, you know, I love that. I love that about him. I, I, I don't know, you know, Demers to me hasn't really you know, shown, you know, anything more than, uh, but, then there's still guys that we have yet to see preseason, right? You know, um, there's still lots of players. Uh, I don't know what the lineup is, uh, tomorrow night for, um, for Calgary. I don't know if they posted that yet. I should have a look, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of players yet to see. And, and the reality is though, is, is, you know, and I talked about this, sort of the big thing for me is is just watching how Woodcroft is using these players and understanding that a lot of mm-hmm. these guys in these first two games, they're not going to be on the big team, right? Uh, but they're getting a shot. They're getting a shot to show what they've got and maybe go the extra. And they, you know, they're not maybe looking like NHLers, but they're looking like damn good prospects. And, mm-hmm. and you said this off air before we got on the air tonight, which is... You know, this is real time to be pretty happy with the Oilers system. I wasn't yep. even, you know, for a long time we were worried about Rodrigue and and uh, Fanti. I, I'm not not that one. You know, half a game is going to change. You know, where our our prospect situation is on the goalie front, but they played better than I remember, <laughs> right? And um, they didn't look bad in the rookie camp. Uh, yep. You know, they're. 
they're doing what you expect or what you want from your prospects as they go through the system. Um, and, and at the very least, you know, if they play like that, they, they give you room and trade bait for other things, right? And this is the year, finally, <laughs> finally, this is the year where you expect that the Oilers are going into the trade deadline to make some moves. And that's what you want. You want this. This is where these guys, these are all chips, right? And yeah. that's when we'll find out where Patrick Kane wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the Patrick Kane conversation right there. Yeah. This, like, you know, from what I've gathered so far and what you know about the players that are, you know, guaranteed to make the team, this is a good team. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. In yeah. fact, I, you know what I love? Bouchard. Watching him looked heads and tails above everybody out there. Like, he's an NHLer. He looks like he grew into his old man strength finally, right? Yeah. He's, like, I, yeah, I used the word sublime, but he's, like, I'm, he's going to get more power play time this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, Unless they want to keep his contract down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch out. Watch out. I mean, guys, if you're into the fantasy hockey, there's a guy that, that's going to be a nice pickup. In fact, I think um, I was looking at the NHL. I love looking at NHL.com, what their rankings are. He's ahead of Nurse for the Oilers in the um, on defense for fantasy hockey and ahead of Barry. Uh, they've got him in the top 20. Wow. So go figure. So, you know. Could be running the number one power play in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Holloway doesn't score that goal if it wasn't for the Bush bomb. Well, absolutely. Right. And, um, yeah, I love it. I love or Hollywood, as we're going to call him. I understand, but remember, you know, you watch these guys develop in the system, and you see them go, you know, week after week, and um, you know, you see them in the preseason, and there are times where they look, you know, like Nimalainen. He looks like a player out there, but he doesn't. He's not, you know, a standout. He's not the best player out there. Whereas in game one against the Jets, it's clear that Bouchard's in the next level. Right, like when he got out there and he's handling the puck, he just—he's like—he's like going to an NHL alumni tournament, and you know who the alumni are just by the way they play <laughs> the puck, right? Like that. I would challenge you that Nemo didn't stand out, man. What? No, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about next level standout, right? Sure, like, yeah, like heads and shoulders above the pack. I get you. Yeah, I mean Nemo. Nemo did, in my mind, he stood out. He made, he made some big hits. I mean, the guy's a. I mean, he stands out physically. He stands out because he's so fast for how big he is. He stands out. Who doesn't want a defenseman that's six foot six that tries to hurt everybody every shift? Like it's Nicholas Cronwall with 20 pounds and six inches, right? Like, um, I thought he actually cleared the crease really well too. He was pretty physical around the net and, and did, did pretty good. Yeah. I like Nemo. Let's talk about another body out there that, um, I've just haven't uh, looked. It hasn't looked great. Uh, Pulleyarvi, what's your thoughts there? I mean, are we, uh, you know, is this a continuation of the second half of last season, or again just preseason blip? I don't put anything in this. Too, we're twenty percent into preseason. Yeah, and it's just too hard to put any any thing into anything in fact five games into the nhl if you ask me the same question i'm gonna say wait until the 20 game mark that's when you can start to figure things out that's gonna be a bullshit answer for five and you're telling me we're waiting until 20 games look don't don't get your tie don't get your tie (laughs) ratties in a knot all right (laughs) (laughs) 
Tyratty. Where's he? Where's Perlini? Who's oh, our yeah. Perlini this year? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Holloway, but he's actually good. Uh, he's the guy everybody's talking about this preseason. Yeah. Hollywood, we're going to call him. Like Hollywood. Here's a guy that's going to do some damage, I think, in the AHL is Hamblin. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like that guy, uh, if he can. I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, the guy seems to have a nose for being in the right spot. He's all over the ice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's got a so nose does, for being in the right spot. He just so does Hollywood, in. too. He was like, he's... Holloway pushes the river, man. It's, you know what he is? Is He reminds me of Pugliarvi, except he's faster, has a better finish. Like he, the way that his, like his pursuit of the puck is excellent. And he's uh, he's got good hands, good stick. Um, I don't mean good hands as in deking. I just mean like along the boards, his board play, it just stands out. Um, you know, I think he had three takeaways in that game or something, if I remember correctly, and nine shot attempts. and uh, Really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he I, had high expectations, and he's he's exceeding them. Well, the way, like you know, I love watching a guy cut to the net like that. Like, he looks like Taylor Hall sometimes, oh, man. Man, yeah, I know. I'm not. It's hard to get like, too excited. Like you don't, you know, same reason you you don't want to get too excited about Pulleyarvi having a bad couple outings. That's right. I mean, you you know, you don't want to yeah. get too. Uh, I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth like <laughs> some people that I yeah, know. Like, <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> Where's Kirk tonight? Yeah, get on here, Kirk. I don't know. Uh, Again, guys, another little just uh, shout out to the guys over the writers at Heavy Hockey there. Speaking of Kirk, uh, the guys are writing the articles about the, um, you know, about the cap situations. Ryan's got this cap thing down pat. And, uh, you know, nobody's going to give Heavy Hockey credit. Uh, for breaking anything, but uh, <laughs> he was the first one to talk about what the McLeod signing meant. Like, legit, the first one. He was 15 minutes before I saw any tweet. Any Lotsy predicted the Broussard trade. He was the only person out there that I heard anybody say anything about that. He predicted the game that Cassian got moved up to the first line and that was, <laughs> that nobody was right. talking yeah, about yeah. that. If we actually had anybody with some uh, worth in our network, Michael, we could actually go and have somebody go and take these clips and maybe highlight some of the talent that you, you house <laughs> in your network <laughs> boss. Well, I'm giving him credit right now. I'm telling you right now, he broke the cap situation uh, on McLeod. He was the first one. His article was out there. He knew right away what it meant, how it meant to the, you know, to the team, what it was going to mean from a lineup perspective, who you might see opening day. Uh, yeah. And for those of you that aren't, um, you know, aren't following it, aren't uh, I? You know, look, I read these cap things. I get all my information from guys like Lotsberg that are, you know, looking at it, or our friend Hart at Puck uh, PD. Yeah. He, uh, you know, these guys they understand the cap situation a lot better than I am. So. Hart's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, and it's great, right? Like this is, um, but that's where you got to go. So if you if you want to understand, go um, and check that out. Uh, Jack says, "Love the third jersey." Anybody know if the hats are out to match them? Um, I haven't seen. You haven't seen the third jersey. I haven't seen if there's hats. I haven't been. No. There's a new other store that was just. What's your uh, thought on the third jersey? We talked about it last last week. Um. 
I'm all, I don't know. It's it's kind of shadowed by the fact that I'm so excited they went back to the proper color blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think over the years it got darker and darker and darker to the point where that last reverse retro, which was a great jersey, it just like it's almost black and orange. Um, so I just love seeing that the reverse retro. I yeah, I liked the McFarland jersey, um, but it's like I'm with Lotsy. It's not really a reverse retro because it's you know not the opposite color and there's orange in it, which wasn't in the last one. So I've I don't got know. Uh, fatigue that's right yeah yeah every year we're doing it right like kate's is the one laughing in the background honestly but um yeah not sure jack not sure if that stuff's out yet yeah i've got uh, keep, keep your I've fingers crossed I've maybe you'll get one for fatigue. christmas I, I you know i'm happy they're going back to the um it's probably has to do a lot to do with these orange jerseys. I didn't mind the second version of the orange jersey. The first version I didn't like, the second jersey, but um obviously the players got in there and yeah. and um you know, said they didn't like it either, which which is good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I but I do, you know, there's nothing like the classic uh the blues uh, that we're, you know, we're sporting now. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Far and away my favorite. And in my opinion, the best looking jersey in the league uh, at that, you know. Um, I, I'm Look, I like the McFarlane jersey when it first came out. I'm, I'm not sure I like this rendition, but. It's just we'll okay, I guess, yeah. I'll, I'll check the stores and see if there's any hats out there. Jack Jack might get one for Christmas. <laughs> Peter Peter Griffin, do you want one too? You want another hat? Lotzi says uh, third jerseys aren't being released till November 17th or 18th, so no hats until there you then. Go. Uh, Neil says, leave it to Lotzi. He's got all the answers, like we said. <laughs> uh, uh, when are we seeing uh what do you think like how many games do you think we see mcdavid go preseason two three two two uh two yeah last game at home probably and maybe the second last game at home yeah i don't even think they'll send them on the road why would you want your players going through airports and stuff right now? It's no, this is no our need. year, man. I've got a like I've got a good feeling about this. I've got like there's you know everything about camp, the way these guys are gelling, the players that are in camp, uh, the little things, right? Like I've just got a great feeling about how this year is going to go, and and um, you know unless if somebody on here tells me they think I'm wrong, I think the Oilers are finishing first in the Pacific. What do you think? I'm just gonna set that that exploding golf ball on a tee right <laughs> right on the first tee box. Um, yeah, I, I'm standing by it, man. I think Calgary is a better team, and I think they're gonna be a more consistent regular season team. And then the Oilers will beat them in five games in the second round of the playoffs again. I I just think that Sutter will drive that team to consistency, and that's what he does. Um, uh, I don't care where we finish in the standings, to be honest. It doesn't really, as <laughs> long as we make the playoffs, matters. man. It matters. Nah, it doesn't. What, are we going to hang a banner like they you, did? Oh, pro- damn right, we're heading. Pacific Division champions. Way to hang those banners, Calgary. <laughs> That's what happens when you have one Stanley Cup. You hang Pacific Division banners. <laughs> <laughs> they can make room for another it. one going up I love, this year. Set this up so beautifully. We got uh, here comes Dash's flames. <laughs> Neil, come on, man. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look. Here's here's what I know, and this is and this is fun to fun to talk about. But um, 
I know the Oilers are going to be a good team this year, like a like a top half team. Yeah. I don't know that about the Flames. Like we we just don't know. We have no, you know, uh, there's there's three or four players on that team that are coming off career years. Um, look, they're and they're all new to each other, right? So I mean, the Oilers turned over just as much of their roster as the Flames did. Uh, the top the, end of the roster. How many? How many Oilers had? How many? Oh, why are you making me argue about the Flames? Yeah, You're such an asshole. It. Let's argue about it. How yeah, many Oilers they, had career years last year, Homer? Well, you know, so you like you think McDavid? That's like a like a flash in the pan. No, but that's a career year well, for McDavid. Yeah, but it's not the same type of career year. Why? We're talking a career year. We're talking like Manjapani, like far outscored any other year. Goudreau? Goudreau has his best year. McDavid has his best year. Yeah. Kane has his best year. Tachuk has McDavid his best year. McDavid consistently has the best year. <laughs> right? Like every year is a career year for McDavid. Well, is so, yeah. Same? Doesn't... Yeah, it is, man. They're not. They're not. Those aren't flash in the pan years. Why can't you count Oilers' career years, but you but you can count Flames' career years? You're saying that Drysaitel and McDavid, those were career years in terms of like they'll never have years like that again. Are you saying peak seasons, or are you saying career years? Because those are two different things. If you're telling me that those are the flash in the pan seasons, brand new, like these guys. Huberto never scored like that before. He's had good seasons, but he's not been consistently one of the top scorers in the league. McDavid is yes, consistently has. the top scorer in the league. Huberto's been Kadri's in like the top not, five in Kadri's the league not, in assists uh, for Kadri's not been considered the same. Uh, Lindholm, brand new season. Manjapani, brand new season. Those guys are all those guys are all coming off of years where they significantly outperformed the year before. David had a career year. Yeah, Drysaitel had a career year. Hyman had a career year. Bouchard had a career year. Yamo had a career year. Kane had a career year. Pliarvi had a career year. Those are all the peaks they've ever had. Those are the best years that the those other players have ever had. But those they they were consistent. Your boy Devin Shore career year. (laughs) Devin Shore. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm trying to be realistic, man. I just like, yeah, so there was more scoring in the NHL. The scoring projection between the Oilers year over year was different than the trajection on those other players on the Flames. I'm not saying that those are peak seasons for the Oilers, and I understand that you're saying that those might be peak seasons for players like Lindholm and Mangiapani. That's exactly it. But... Nope. Are we just going to but you don't understand because you're saying like you're not looking at it the right way. Those were years where those guys significantly outperformed years prior. The Oilers players that have had career years, they did have career years. Yes, maybe they've been points and everything, but those mm-hmm. were that those were the best years they've ever had. Values. So why are we going to discount Goudreau who's on that not trajectory? On that but that he was one of the players you're talking about that had a career year. Taychuk was one of the players that had a career year. Even yeah, Peter they're gone, Griffin but says who's not an Oilers fan, McDavid more likely to repeat career year than Huberto. 100%. Who? McDavid? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course he is. Dry he'll improve again. Both of them they might have better years than uh Kadri. 
right? Kane will probably have a career year as well. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I get all Dash looking for a better contract. Maybe. <laughs> he's, going on, start, he's going on. He's going on a play five shot. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is I look. I get what you're saying when it comes to the Flames uh, being a good, potentially a good team. Here's my challenge with all of that: is we don't know because all those guys, they're all coming off of years that they significantly outperformed the year before, and they're all new. But to the whole system. NHL outperformed the year before. They're all, oh, scoring is up you're like ten totally percent, man. <laughs> no, totally I'm not. The point. No, I'm yes, not. you are. Yeah, and on a, on a linear trajectory. The Oilers are like this, where the Flames players were like this for one year, for one that's, season. That's great radio you're doing with your hand there. <laughs> People are watching. <laughs> it's completely uh, different. They're two different. And I don't not know. to mention that like, you're talking massive turnover on a team. So it's not the same team. Like You can't. To me, you can't take this. The, the owners had massive turnover too, dude. Did they on the top six? <laughs> not in the top six, I guess. No, not dude, in the same way, matters. but that's the same amount matters, of people. Right? Top yeah. six. Did it, does it matter? And Kirk says they got lucky with injuries and COVID. Oh, somebody poked Kirk. Thanks for coming out just so you could defend Michael. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Sheepers. Oh, man. I'm just trying to be realistic, man. I, don't, no, I'm, just I'm don't not, be naive, okay? I don't want you to look. I'm not telling you that, that uh, it's, it's not possible that the Flames will have a good season. I uh, My point to you is this, is you don't, like, you, how could you possibly know? Nobody knows, whereas the Oilers, you have a, a pretty good idea that they're going to be top half of the league. Neil, yeah. <laughs> Neil, okay, Neil, you make good points. Off. I just still think I'm right. Neil says, I disagree with Dash. I'm worried that they could be better in the playoffs than last year. <laughs> Damn you, Neil. Damn you. Yeah, he came back to me. Out of boy, Neil. Yeah, out of boy. Kick you. See? Kick him off YouTube. Tell he bear that he's being naive. Do you think your babysitter still has your nose, Michael? <laughs> Come on. Oh, all right, all right. So I had to. We had to get into that. We had to get. Yeah, that we did. Way. Did we? I'm glad you had to get into that. I got to stand by it. Like you can't just keep beating that dead horse I, i'm not going to change my mind no, yeah I'm actually it, it is a point of contention for me because i really like it bothers me well it shouldn't you know it shouldn't bother me because year over year the oilers don't get the credit that they i think they sometimes deserve and sometimes they do deserve the credit they get. <laughs> sometimes they've deserved all of the credit that they got but i feel like this is a year that we have uh, really good reason to be excited. I'm fired up. Like I, I too, I'm man. legitimately fired up. We've got a reason to be excited. We got. I I, I want to believe we've got more consistent goaltending, both in the in the starter position and the and the backup position. For sure, I, we do. I think of course our, we do. I think our defense, which I still think needs needs to be upgraded uh, yep. in certain areas, but I think it's better this year than we've seen. I expect. I expect uh, better out of um, Nurse. I think, you know, a healthy Nurse, I think, is, um, you know, going to be a good player. I think CC and Nurse together uh, this year, pl 
plus um, Matson behind the bench coaching these guys uh, full full year of their system. I expect that to be better. I th- I think Kulak, you know, I think Bouchard seeing him the other night, you know, as I said, just at a different level, right? Clearly an NHL player playing against guys that were looking to uh, win a, a camp contract. You know, um, you know, I think that's great. Uh, Barry, look, uh, you know, if you if in proper utilization, Barry is an awesome player to have on your team, right? In proper utilization. Uh, and Broberg, I think, That's to right. me, is the biggest question mark uh, that, um, you know, we have right now. And that, that question mark, for me, is not quite as bad when you consider that there are guys that are maybe NHL-ready that can split time with him, guys like Niemalainen. I'd like to see more out of uh, Samarukov uh, this year. I thought he got a bad... <laughs> he got you know, the bad end of the stick last year. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I was pissed off at Tippett, the game that he came up and, and played. Uh, you know, It's two shifts that. and they're both against Kairou, Tarasenko, and O'Reilly. Top at the time. Top <laughs> yeah. line in the league at the time. They were you're putting a rookie defenseman. Uh, oh, you shit your shorts the first shift? Or try again. <laughs> try again. You might as well put me in there. Uh, you know, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe so, Jeff yeah. ate or I, but. But it, there, there's, you know, so you know, we're going to see some of these guys. Um, eight game, eight games is a lot of freaking preseason games, let me tell you. Um, but hey, I like, I love this. I love the way, I, you know, I just love the way that we can, you know, we can see these guys come out and, and play Holloway. Man, this guy. This guy could light it up this year, right? Like he could. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't want to get Perlini or Tyratty excited about it, but, <laughs> but um, you know, there's like, pedigree here, though, and yeah, there's a history, pedigree. right? Like Bob Stoffer said on his show, man, that Holloway that was not only like a dominating rookie camp performance. He said it was one of the most dominant rookie camp performances he's yeah. ever seen from Dylan Holloway. So whether he's that heads and shoulders above, you know, maybe that injury really held him back last year. We'll see. Right. I think if, if his wrist holds up, man, there's an opening on Connor McDavid's right wing. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. We haven't I'm sure seen it'll be Kane and Hyman yet. Right. Like we haven't, like I'm excited. I have just reason seen... to be excited. And, and Hey, look, if the, <laughs> you know, we're not going to get into it, but if, if the flames have a good team, and it and it's possible they do. They got great players on the team. They got good defense, good goaltending. They got everything that makes a, a good solid team. It's going to be a fun, fun uh, season, and to watch those. And, and I love the rivalry. That rivalry, the Battle of Alberta rivalry, I think is best when both teams are you know at their top. Uh, it should be fun. Um, NHL really uh, effed up when it comes to. Oh like three games and two of the games are in the first 10 of the year. Yeah. Like they're going to play each other once in the last 72 games of the year or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I like, I don't even know how that. Yeah. Uh, you said it best, man. When you said, if that's a randomized schedule, then that guy should have just pushed the randomized button again after he saw that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the best, uh, that's the best idea I've heard yet. Yeah. yeah. It's a fail fail for sure. Yeah, and, and, and so you know, this is uh, this is where the Oilers at. We um, we got reason we to talk. be excited. I think you know, 
they, we should have a uh, really exciting season of uh, that's more consistent this year than it has been. You know, I you know I got I think I'm more pumped up because I went back and I watched. I know I like put myself through the agony of that game four in the Avalanche series. You know, and watched us uh, lose that series, but. I took that, and you know, I'm watching. Hey, anytime you get a chance to watch Connor McDavid play, yeah. um, and it just reminds you just how absolutely heads and tails better he is than than the rest of the world. Um, yeah, I like honestly the Oilers like that game. Watching them, they competed that game against Colorado. I don't think enough has been maybe said because of the result, but they were like. They were in that game and they were good. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't look like they didn't deserve to be there. They looked like they deserved to be there. Yeah. And yep. um, and this is the same team. You know, it's the same team that's uh, that's coming into for the most part. You know, there'd be some notable additions, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so if you you know if you can step up from where you were that got you to the Western Conference Final last year. You should be excited about that. And I yeah, think for the first for sure. time in a long time, I feel good about our coaching. Yep. Yeah, there's not much to look down upon, really, other than I think we're a bit short on D uh, or a bit young, which I'm absolutely, I've said this before, I'm completely fine with because I think yeah. we're going to groom some of them. And, um, you know, if we're injury prone because Broberg's getting blown up because Smith isn't handling the puck or because I don't even want to say it out loud, but you know, if any of those are top pairing that are a little still nicked up, don't come in a hundred percent, you know, that that's where I think our weaknesses will come, but I love our depth there at the same time. Right. I, you know, if we've got Nemo, we've got Daharney, we've got uh, Sam Rukoff. Um, I, I really think Demers is going to, or Demers, whatever we're going with <clears throat> is going to stick. Um, he played the entire season in the KHL on the right side and given our lack of depth there. And uh, I think he played well, man. I, I think he, there's a few times where I went, that was an NHL move, right? Like he did well carrying the puck. I thought he transported the puck well. I thought he made good decisions in his own end. And yeah, he's playing against AHLers, but he might be the type of guy that would take a two, two-way contract. Right? He doesn't want to go back to Russia right now. I can't imagine. No, um, no that's the uh, right. That's the advantage, so, right? Yeah. Take a two-way contract, yep. and I think which you know kind of leads me to a question. And given the where the chat's going here, as well as where our conversation was, I'll throw this question to you and out to our listeners. Out of the three guys that are going to make the team because of cap reasons, Holloway, Nimalainen, and Broberry, who sticks? Well, Holloway, hundred percent. Think so? Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, this is. Uh, he's at a different. You know, we talk. I make fun of the Perlini and the Tyratti pieces, but Holloway is different. You're right. Like, you know, if you do talk about like dominant performances in a rookie camp, uh, he, you know, he was he was dominant. He and you talk about him just coming out and playing the last couple. You know games you know he's he needs to be there i actually um i uh like he played in that game four against colorado and he you know he played what like 20 seconds or something but but hey he had the puck and he had confidence with it you know it was just yeah. uh, just seeing him out there like here's a guy on the biggest stage at the biggest game of the oiler season you know elimination game and he and he gets the puck and he doesn't 
you know, he doesn't, pardon my French, fuck it up, right? Like, yeah. you know, he, he does the smart play. He shoots it in and gets the, gets the hell off the ice. Um, it's a small, <laughs> small, small, incredibly small sample. But I just think, you know, we, we, you know this from every other player that's played uh, NCAA when they come into the league. They've got a little bit more maturity to them. And there's definitely a maturity to his game. Uh, I I just I can't get over how he cuts to the net, like you know the edge work, everything about it, the the um, the speed he's got, um, you know his ability to see the ice. There's just Chris McCurdy compared him to Esatikinen. Oh, <laughs> I love I love Tick. <laughs> yeah, just like his ability yeah. to he he kicked ass on special teams. He played really good on the penalty kill, really good, and and I think um, you know. And they talked about that on the call to hockey. I don't want to steal it, but I totally agree. <clears throat> McCurdy said that you know if he can actually play, and he looked comfortable in doing so. But if he can penalty kill in uh, in the NHL, I, yeah, that'll be his biggest attribute to stick. Because I think what you know, you said it's Holloway easily, and I don't know if anybody's texted in yet. Um, uh, Nima Linen is not subject to waivers. No. Um, so I think it might be Nima Linen that sticks. And I think it's because he has that rare ability to, to hit, to hurt. Um, we need that physical aspect, um, which leads me back to Holloway. I think, you know, if we want to really develop Holloway properly, I think he'll get, you know, 30 games this year or 40 games or something like that, unless he's just like lights out on fire and proves he's ready, which, Hey, let's knock on wood that that happens. But realistically, if he's going to play in a third or fourth line role, which is what he's, you know, penciled in for bottom six guys have to play special teams, right? You can't just, you can't just be Cassian and, and do nothing. So ultimately he's going to have to play four minutes on the penalty kill every night in order to get 11 or 12 minutes of ice time. And that's what Bruce was saying in order for him to stay in the NHL, he's going to have to get 11 or 12 or 13 minutes of ice time. He's just going to play six or seven minutes. Then he might as well get down to the AHL where he can play first line and, and light it up. Right. And get lots of responsibility and build confidence. So, um, I, I, Broberry didn't do enough for me really to prove like he's, you know, but like I said, we're not going to put a lot into preseason. Um, I think he may be the first sent down. I just think, I think there's some competition there in that seven spot. Ryan Murray's hanging around too. Not that he's been awesome, but he's got NHL experience. And, you know, I think that that's what's going to be looked for at some point sometimes as well, as long as they all make that minimum salary, they're going to slide in there. So. Well, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a negative about how they're, you know, how they're playing. But the reality is, is this might be the first season. And I said this earlier where the Oilers haven't have an opportunity where they don't need to play overplay these guys Holloway included right where they can you know they can afford to uh, give somebody a couple games experience uh and um yeah it's it's to me it's like you know you you get into this and you know in years past right we go through these massive slumps and the last thing you want to do is bring in a rookie right you know you you just yeah. you, you can't you can't afford to but I, I feel like they have the opportunity to uh, you know develop guys you know one or two games at a time this season and Broberg's going to be the guy that you know uh, is you know last man on that uh, yeah. on that totem pole and he, you know he'll go um, 
he'll go, you know, and sit a couple games, you know, here and there. And, and Nima Linen certainly deserves a shot, I think, and, and may play in, in situations where you need some muscle, right? Yeah. Um and and then who knows what happens, right? Sometimes you got you got you have things like that where you go go on a five game stint and um you know, a guy like Nima Liner could come in and just be outstanding, right? And and play yeah. an extra five and and Holloway Holloway could end up the whole season or he might, you know, the one thing you oh. brought up Cassian. Here's here's something that I think needs to be said, but sure. before you say that, I just want to answer Neil, where he said that if there's um, subject to waivers for Nima line and he isn't the only defenseman that's subject to waivers is uh, uh, Sam Rukov. And the Oilers are actually apparently talking behind closed doors of that fear because yeah. they may have to. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry, yeah, Cassian being useless. You yeah, well, about? yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, a big challenge with a guy like Cassian contract was one, right? Um, but, you know, it's like the whole Lucic thing, right? You go, um, you know, and I hate to dig up old wounds, but but you have a guy on your roster that, you know, that, like Lotzi called it, you know, pushing Cassian up to the top line. But those, that shit happens with guys like that. And when it happens, it's like this giant groan from the fan base and from everybody else. But the coaches, you know, they don't have much choice because sometimes other shit isn't working. And that's the guy you got. That's the guy with the contract, the guy that can't go anywhere. And, and um, the Oilers don't have that sort of, you know, that guy in the lineup this year, I think you know, where they're going to have to play a guy sort of and uh, be that boat anchor on that top line. Yeah. Um, hey, I, you know, I think if, you, if you're to listen to the players, the one thing, though, that the Oilers will miss, uh, they seem to really like Cassian as a teammate. So, um, but, hey, there's a lot of good guys on this team, I think, in terms of um, personalities that uh, should be able to fill that gap. Uh, so outside of that, do you want to keep Fogel or Cassian? Which yeah. one? <laughs> if, well, and that's the other good thing. guys. Yeah. Which expensive good guy do you want? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Goldberg's not eligible for waivers either, Neil. No, we wouldn't lose him. We just send him down. So you know that's kind of where you know where I'm at with in this. And then you know the flip side to all this is having enough guys that are on the cusp. You know, still goes back to you know trade bait, come um, deadline time, and if we're not buyers, then something's really gone fucking wrong, <laughs> right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> then something's really gone wrong. Uh, blow the whole thing up because I'm like, I if we're not buyers at the deadline, if we're not buyers. Then I'm, I'm not even gonna say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. Then we ran into a lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, here's something. Uh, Neil uh, brought this up. I heard this. I don't. Um, did you hear Anthony Stewart saying Connor loves uh, Yessa? No, Lee I heard that. Did you? You didn't hear about that? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I also agree with Black. By the way, uh, what's the? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely, losing losing Sam Rukov would be awful. Yeah. I, yeah, I just think. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just yeah. Not, he didn't get a. He wouldn't have got a fair shake for sure. And I think there's a lot of folks, like hockey folks, that would agree with that uh, on Sam Rukov. Um There's yeah. There's a few. I think uh, Stretti was particularly uh, uh, 
critical of Sam Rukov after that game. I mean, there was lots to be critical in that game. He certainly, you know, he looked awful, but I just think he's put, you know, he's in a bad spot. I, I, I'm curious, though, about this, um, yeah, Connor and, and uh, Yessa thing, because it it's been my, and people that watch and, and listen to us, and no, I, I've always kind of had this sense in my head that, you know, if I'm McDavid and I'm Dreisaitl, maybe there is a lack of confidence in Pugliarvi. Um, not, you know, everything shows well for Pugliarvi, but sometimes that, um, you know, the inability to maybe put the puck in the net at, you know, key times, um, you know, players can lose confidence in each other. But if he's, you know, if Connor's on his side, then I think that's great. Pugliarvi's certainly a character. Like, there's lots to love about the guy always smiling and some of the shit that he does. It's pretty funny. Um, I hope that it's, um, I hope that they like him. And, and I think that'd be a good part of, uh, of what he is. I, I want the distraction of this whole trade thing to go away one way or the other. Like, get the trade done or, or don't, right? And get the season yeah. started. I mean, why wouldn't you want Pugliarvi on the team if he's a potential top six guy that you can plug in and a very, very good third line guy that's going to get you 22 goals on the upside and 15 on the 14 on the downside for three million a year? Sign me up. Yeah, and... You know, that's the thing is, is right now, if you put Pugliarvi up to, for a trade, you're not going to get what you think he's worth, right? Not with this, not with the trailing half of last season. I just don't think the trade value is, is what, you know, for a, you know, $3 million a year player. Yeah. You know, um, I, and I, and I think Oilers know, I think the Oilers know, I think the fans you know, that watch know he's worth, he's worth that to the team. Um, so if you're not going to get what it's worth, then, uh, then hold on to him. Maybe he's, you know, may, he might be the first one gone. I'm surprised. I was surprised. I thought he'd be gone for sure, but you know, it's, we'll see. It's no, as soon as, as soon as they structure Je- yes, Jesse's contract as just 3 million straight away, that was the point in time I realized he wasn't going anywhere. I said it on your show before, if they wanted to get rid of, if they wanted to make him more valuable, they could have given him 1.5 million in signing bonus and 1.5 salary where he's getting paid one and a half in real money, but goes three against the cap and guys like Arizona and Buffalo will eat that up in a heartbeat. All of a sudden you turn a negative asset into a positive asset and Holland could have done that. Makes no difference to Cates, makes no difference to the cap. So I think as soon as he did that, he knew that, if he's going to get what he wants for Yessa, it was going to be to, I wouldn't doubt if, if he's on the top line with Connor to start the year, because what if he gets 25 points in his first 28 games? Then, it's, then it's, what do you, again, then what do you get in a trade for him? Certainly a lot more than what you would now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, there's no loss in it. Right. I mean, you keep him, you know, as we say, as we're saying, right. If the Oilers are, are buyers at the deadline, which you expect them to be, um, you get to the deadline, and and what do you do? Either Pugliarvi's killing it, and you keep him on the team, right? Because he's you know doing amazing stuff, or you trade him. And uh, for sure, yeah. And you know, you, Here, let me you, let me read this from Beer League Heroes. Contrary to what's been reported, three or four years by the Edmonton media, former NHL. 
NHLer, sorry, turned analyst Anthony Stewart said that Connor McDavid wants just yes, he will play Arby on the Edmonton Oilers this year. Stewart also went on to choose Poliarvi as his breakout candidate for 22-23. And that if all the dominoes fall right, could score as many as 28 goals. It's a lot of dominoes. Beer League's <laughs> thoughts on this, and, and I agree, is um, the fact of the matter is, quote-unquote, for Beer League heroes, the fact of the matter is the Edmonton Oilers are a better team with Yessa than without him. And... In the event that he really wants off this team, it's in his best interest to play really well so that Holland can get at the price that he wants. There's no better true right wings on this team than Yessa. Not Kyler, certainly not Vertanen, not Derek Ryan, and not Borgo. Hyman and Fogel are left wings, and the club is better off playing those two in their natural spots, regardless where they prefer to play. And I agree with Kelly. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you think about the uh, right wingers, yeah, 100%, right? Um That'd be good. It'd be good. I mean, I I want to see. I it could be like, the trade the, the trade bait for Kane. Like yeah. maybe uh, you know, perfect world. Maybe that's Daharney and or Samarukov and Poliarvi. I want to see him be successful. Yeah. The other day, I, I, he's the kind of guy I like to see. You know, be successful. He you know he seems to put in a lot of work. Uh, yep. Oilers live dogs making a bed behind me somehow. How many episodes has Merlin done? Probably not 30, hey? No, no. He's been yeah. here for every one of them. Yeah, you <laughs> he's been here. He's you call him the best the, guest you've ever had. But. He is the best guest. He does. Of course, he's making, a, he's making a lot of noise behind me now. I can't hear him. You're good. I can hear him. That's driving mm-hmm. me nuts. Uh, I wanted to talk about one guy before we uh, finish <laughs> the... Um, the uh, this show tonight. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Lots of you across uh, all the different streams. Um, really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, More entertained Cross. by Neil in the chat than I am by you doing this <laughs> podcast. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan maybe, McLeod. Maybe Neil and I could do a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Ryan McLeod because uh, here's a guy. You know, again, I'm watching that game four against Colorado. Was it offside or wasn't it offside? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like Ryan McLeod, the kid, like that's it. You know, I mean, obviously given the situation, but that's a bargain contract. Um, he's He is going to be a very, very valuable asset to this team this year. Uh, and um, the, mm-hmm. like, after this year, you know, like what's this guy going to get paid? I mean, he um he's awesome. He's 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 far exceeded any expectation I ever had of him. Continued to get better game after game after game until he was noticeably one of our top players, you know, in uh, going into the playoffs. Like in terms of Got like better just, and better. Yeah, just utilization, right? Like he could you could use him up and if if Connor McDavid's out for a period of hockey, you can put Ryan McLeod up on the top line. I mean, he's it's not, not going to get... Nuge 2.0, right? This, yeah, yeah. The Swiss Army knife that you can plug in anywhere that's, you know, a little bit soft, but fantastic everywhere else. Um, he looked good in preseason game too, right? Like McLeod's he, been he, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's, um, look, I love this kid. I, I just want to see him... Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him play this year, and I think he's just going to get better. 
His contract reminds me a little bit. Do you remember when uh, San Jose was up against the cap four or five years ago and they had to renew uh, Kevin LeBanc? And everybody was like, oh, he's going to get two and a half or three after having 60 60 points in a breakout (laughs) season. And then uh, all of a sudden he got the league minimum and everybody was surprised. There was rumors that there was a handshake agreement with Doug Wilson. And sure enough, the next year he gets three by three and a half or four by three and a half or whatever it was. Right. So was that what it was? Sorry. Yeah. 4.8. So is that what McLeod's looking at? Well, honestly, it could be. I mean, he's. If he if he continues on the progression that he's on, right? Like he's a um, he by well, you know he could be he he's just could be anywhere. He's he's top six kind of player, right? Like mm-hmm. he's on that progression. Mm-hmm. And then you got Holloway. Look, future's bright. Eric Friesen mm-hmm. uh, brings out a tweet today. Talks about uh, Elliot Friedman, of course, talking about the salary cap expected to increase. Uh, up to $92 million in the summer of 2025. Uh, happens to be uh, Dry Settle's next new contract year. The cap should go up again in 2026. Happens to be Connor McDavid's new contract year. Um, you know, with the cap increases, uh, look, we could be, you know, it's, if, if Holland or whoever's at the helm by those that time comes, uh, puts it together, one of the Hollands. Yeah. This team's got, you know, potential for, you know, putting together a few seasons of good, you know, good quality hockey, right? Um, hopefully make up for the decade of darkness. I mean, we've had a couple of good seasons, decent seasons of, of good quality hockey, just not the right results in the playoffs uh, until last year. So, you know, let's see what, let's see what goes. All right. We are, uh, Neil says, Dynasty. I'm, I'm not there yet, but uh, <laughs> definitely need some defense, uh, probably some defense work. We just that. need Skinner to keep this streak up. Did you know that Skinner hasn't let in a goal ever since Woodcroft got hired? <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. but uh, He left, on, he, let, he, got, he had a shutout, got sent down, yeah, and know. didn't play in the NHL again until his uh, half-game shutout in yeah. game one of the preseason. So. Right on. Well, hey. I thought that was a cool stat. That could go forever. Yeah, Skinner's <laughs> probably not going to get scored on for 82 games. Huh? Uh, yeah, probably not. Extrapolate that out. Probably not. All right. I appreciate uh, everybody uh, today. I'm going to, uh, against my better judgment, let uh, Dash get the last word in tonight. But um, before he does. Uh, Process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you want to give it to Merlin, that's fine. I'm no, glad. I, I won't be offended. Well, I, hadn't, I hadn't even considered that. That's yeah. probably why he's stirring. He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to, he's trying to get in there. Um, hey, look, everybody. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in. It's um, yeah. lots of exciting things happening at heavyhockey.com. Uh, just some amazing, as I said, you know, with Lotzi and with Kirk and with Eric and, and, the, and the guys, um, you know, uh, pitching in and just making things go well this year. You know, I'm forever thankful that um, I've got the group around me that I do. Uh, Josh at Tough Call Pod, Dash, of course, um, you know, Dursa, uh, Spencer, uh, Brett Luchansky for the one article that he does uh, every quarter. Um, Hang in there, Brett. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just been really good, uh, this whole heavy hockey network piece. We've got some exciting... Uh, announcements coming in the next little while 
and things are just going to um, just going to expand from there. And and uh, you know we've got uh, Jeff Aid is going to do um, some Buffalo Sabers content uh, um, on behalf of uh, all ten of the Sabers fans out there. And you know we got we got lots of lots of stuff happening, lots of good things happening. Just please go check out uh, heavyhockey.com. Uh, if you got a chance, uh, subscribe here on, on YouTube at um, youtube.ca uh, or .com slash heavy hockey. Um, check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Oilers podcast. And, um, you know, there's lots of exciting things happening. So I really appreciate people that reach out to me. Um, uh, people that uh, continued in the chats, Neil, Black, uh, uh, Mascari, um, Jack, we <laughs> and uh, and all the rest of you guys uh, really appreciate that. Eat. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good season. So on that note, I'm going to let Dash have the last word. You go. You know the rules. Uh, everybody else, I'll say good night. Um, now that I've said, oh man, the numbers just dropped off incredibly right now. That's crazy. Oh, I'm going to give Dash the last word. <laughs> we gone! Yeah. All right. All right. You got the last word. I'm on mute. You're also a liar. I can see those numbers too, and they just doubled, by the way. All right. So uh, Mike likes to tell us here that we have free reign and can say whatever we want, but I actually got limitations and restrictions put on me before this show and told that I had to be a good boy. So I will be. What I'm the most excited about this year is, and we talked about a lot of it this episode already, you guys, but we've never had this kind of depth. We've never had this kind of depth in our system. We've got like, like we talked about, like Stoffer has mentioned, like I tweeted, we're the only team in the NHL that has all the last 10 first round picks still in their system. We've got five or six different defensemen in their 20s that could, you know, be a seventh defenseman. We've got the cap increasing. We've got the best two players in the world, arguably, or the first and the third best player in the world, arguably, on value contracts. Um, this is the first time I can remember in a long time that the Oilers haven't had a shitty contract. Go back to Pisani, go back as far as you want to Horkoff and all the way through. How many guys that, you know, got crapped on in this market just because they didn't outperform their, their contract. And what I am alluding to being the most excited about is the trend that I'm seeing um, in two different ways. And, and one is the fact that, and it's a little bit unfortunate, but we're we're losing the middle class of NHL players. I think the, you know these superstars are going to get paid what they deserve in the tens of millions, and we're seeing a lot of really good quality NHLers take contracts at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars just so they can stay in the league. Um, as the cap increases, and we have you know arguably the two of the top three best players in the world on value contracts, we have depth in our system. We have all of our first round picks. Um, what else can we ask for? You know, I, I hear Tess still get upset with Holland and all we've done since we got, since he's got here is improve. And yeah, McDavid's improved and yeah, dry settles improved and we have those players, but ultimately other GM like Chiarelli had those players. He didn't get there, you know, so Holland's doing something right. Um, 
And to finish off, I'll, I'll talk to the other side of it, which is actually I'm going to refer to a, an article in the, the, the Athletic from Low Tide, where he had talked about, you know, if we're going to start to um, build a dynasty, as was referred to, it's going to be with a little bit of money ball. We've got to get guys at the at the league minimum or close to that can outperform their contracts. Mike, you said you'd be on mute, you liar. And that's what we're seeing, right? You look back at the bets that Holland's made and and maybe what the most uh, or the biggest tell has been is that Brad Holland got promoted and Brad Holland's all about analytics, right? And, and when Holland first got here, um, Marcus Granlund, Gaetan Haas, Joachim Nygaard, Riley Shahan. And then he hires his kid. We start looking at analytics a little bit more. We're starting to maybe try to find more players that have better bang for their buck. Kyle Turris, Tyler Ennis, Dominic Cahoon, Devin Shore, Anton Forsberg. Eh, a little better. All of a sudden, the 21-22 list hits, and who saw Cody Cece being this good? Who saw us getting a Vander Kane for $2.2 million? Derek Ryan, still here, still performing. Colton Sevier, Perlini, well, whatever. Then we look at 22-23, Kulak, Janmark, Picard, McKegg, Murray. All of a sudden, we've got solid NHL pedigree in these positions to be able to outperform their contracts at the league minimum. And what this tells me is that we might be set up for more than just a one and done. You know, we've got Lucic and Sekera's money coming off the books. Clefbaum and Smith will both be out of LTIR, which gives us a lot more clap, uh, cap flexibility. All in all, um, long story long, I'm excited about a lot of it. We've not been in this position in Northern's franchise, maybe ever since our induction into the NHL, really. So enjoy it. Be positive and uh, go Oilers. Go. Oh, yeah.